This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here we go. It's hour three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We have some Super Bowl talking points here for you. General at your service, Brian Broaddus, former NFL scout and executive. There's Eric Chiafalo. Uh, Lucius Alexander is in the pimp cup over there at Master Control, along with Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Zach Wolchuk is out this week along with you. We are. The G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Dak introduced pregame as the NFL Man of the Year. The Eagles booed that. There's been a lot of talk about karma over the last two, three weeks in the NFL. I think the Eagles fans are the most accurate representation of that uh, dynamic. You can't do that when it's a man of the year. You're booing him for being recognized for a leader in fundraising for cancer and mental health. Yeah, He lost his mom due to cancer. He lost his brother to mental health. And you're going to boo that, Eagles fans. Unbelievable. My favorite part, and I don't know if you guys agree, but as the booing is reaching into the four and five second range, you can see Dak kind of like put his hand back, like looking at Whitworth behind him, like, are you kidding me? And I believe he says, these MFers. And yeah. I thought there was no better use if that is indeed what he said of the phrase, these MFers in NFL history. I think Andrew probably agreed with him. Yeah. Andrew probably said, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> these MFers. Unbelievable, these guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was amazing because after doing something like that, you don't deserve to win. And the Chiefs were our hero. They were the man that would fight for our honor, Brian. I'm sure you get that Karate Kid 2 reference. That's why I love you. I didn't see that movie. Wow. Yeah, it's no surprise. You still know the song. I am a man who will fight for oh, your honor. honor. I'll, yeah, I'll be the, the hero, hero that you've been yeah, dreaming of. Yeah. Okay. But now you say it that way, yeah. Okay, we're good. The halftime show, <laughs> it started awesome. I couldn't, um, it made me nervous. Made me nervous for did, my girl Rihanna being did, being that high up there. Did you guys know I, that? There's no way I could have stood up there on, on, a, on a glass pane 40 feet in the air. Forget about it. No. That's, that's nightmare fuel right there. That's what that is. Did you guys know she was pregnant? Uh, not not about halfway through, I figured it out. Right from the start, my wife and my mom had said it, and I was looking at it like, okay, yeah. Did she uh, say maybe? that going into the game? No, it, it was it was a surprise. She had said uh, during her like Super Bowl press conference in Phoenix a few days prior, she said that there was going to be a surprise guest. Oh, and that was the surprise guest. It was the baby in her belly. I guess was okay. Okay, we were all that assuming, was her plus one. Yeah, that was her plus one. We were all assuming it was going to be maybe it's ASAP Rocky, who is the father of uh, her child, and now apparently her second one. He was on uh, the field filming. I saw. Yeah, yeah, he was down there. Absolutely. Was it going to be Jay Z, Eminem? You know, something like that. It turns out it was just the baby in her belly. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it was low energy, understandably so. Uh, she just had her first baby in May. I thought at first maybe she was just a little bit out of shape, you know. 
Um, but then yes, it'd be, she wasn't dancing very, she's not a dancer, but she wasn't dancing very much. It was all a little bit yeah. chill, kind of nonchalant. Yeah. And yeah. so, but kinda like I, somebody that was pregnant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody that might be pregnant. Uh, I think that was, that was a bigger hit maybe than the belly. I was, I was, it was funny because afterwards I, I looked at Twitter and everybody was having this discussion. I didn't know going in. Yeah. You know, I, I was I. like, nobody oh. did. Nobody, yeah. nobody knew that but, it was a surprise from no, the jump. She, she's like. She's like an all-time performer, though, right? She's really like her shows got a lot of energy to them and yeah. stuff like that. So I guess it was surprising to folks that you know. Well, and people are always like, but going, do you go through this? Do you do you do you go through this if you're? She didn't get paid for this. Yeah, but she gets paid for the downloads and the stuff. You know that it's marketing. Go, yeah. Marketing. Yeah, it's but, like an advertising show. But if yeah. you're but if you're pregnant, do you? You go through that. You go through and do that. Well, she committed to it like last spring, and then probably didn't know she was pregnant at the time yeah. can you bail on something like that it might have gone through my mind i, I don't want to be getting ready I mean, for a you, show you it takes like a lot of cardio to, yeah, to do you, a show like that you cannot you cannot falter if she wanted she she no. said no i gotta step out you know you're 40 years old you want to start a family you, yeah. you know you you, you don't want to take time away I, I i get it but yeah she did out she went out there and sung the songs well mm. you know I, I think at least that part of the show was was pretty good. She had like 400 dancers, I think, probably to try to to liven it mask, up a little bit. The mask, theme. which worked for me. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed all, all the. I was like I was like really impressed with all those dudes or girls. It might have been a combo of, of the I think two, it was, but yeah. it was uh, it was just impressive for 15 straight minutes. Everything and it hit all the timing, and I was just like, dang. That's pretty cool. Visually, I thought it looked cool with all the different platforms hanging up and down. Yeah. And then it was just a little bit simpler than what you're used to seeing from these people that are like using this for a super, let's get as creative as possible. Let's be as outlandish as it? possible. Jump around, fly around. I think you had Lady, Lady Gaga uh, on some type of rope, like jumping into the thing. Katy Perry's dressing up in different and Rihanna's like, I'm gonna wear the same outfit. Okay, they're all gonna do a ton of dancing. I'm gonna be kind of chilling, and we're gonna we're gonna get through this. I yeah. think if you like Rihanna, you liked the concert last night. Sure. If you don't really like her music, because you weren't getting much more than the music and then a couple of visuals, but nothing over yeah. the top. But I, I think like it was kind of so it was kind of on brand. You know, she's chill. You know, she's a yeah. chill, regular person who happens to be a brilliant musician. Yeah. I thought the only thing that was missing was like a blunt, except for the fact she was pregnant. That's you know, now they got true. people yeah. talking. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay. Uh, what else? Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, got some reaction. 817. I thought he said Eagles fans, and that would make sense because I thought it was these MFers. But if you take the E from these and the F from fans instead of Fers, maybe that's what he did. That's probably more Dak. But I was hoping it was these MFers. Yeah, okay. Uh, I thought it was F Philly. I thought F he Philly. said F Philly. Yeah. It, it it was it was fun trying to to read lips, but he was turning in the process of it to appeal to to Whitworth, who was, you know, equally as speechless from the classless behavior of the Eagles fans. Okay, the commercials. Let's do a little commercial thing. What was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Chiafalo, Lucius. I know I know Brian wasn't watching. He watched the condensed version. The truckwreck.com fan text is open. I thought Ben Affleck at the Dunkin' Donut window was pretty cool. Oh, that was definitely one of my favorites. That was wonderful. And then you get the J-Lo cameo at the end. Like, what yeah. are you doing here? This is what yeah. you do when you go to work. Say, all right, fine. You're gonna embarrass me in front of my friends. Okay. She's like, well, get me a glazed donut. Like uh, that was a that was a fun one for me. The other one where they spotlighted the flag football girl. That was the second most popular according to the USA Today from what I studied. That was a an extremely fun see, commercial. See me run? 
See us run? Yeah, I don't know exactly. It's just a flag football girl who's just running through and making people miss for like 90 seconds. And then she gets home and you think her her mom's trying to get her too, which was funny. (laughs) I enjoyed that one quite a bit. And then the John Travolta commercial I thought was fun. Oh, the the Grease remake. It was yeah. Uh, yeah, he did the Grease remake with the with the guys from Scrubs. That's T-Mobile, right? I think it was T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. But, but those those were fun. I think it was. I think it was. But there was the one commercial where it fooled everybody, thinking that uh, like someone just hit the button on the remote. Yo, Tubi. Tubi. Yes. Tubies, yeah. yeah. That I, I, me and my dad looked at each other because we we're all like, "Wait, what's going on?" And I was like, "Wow, they just yeah. probably got everyone in America." in their living rooms going, wait, who just hit the button on the controller because they freaked you out for a second? They did. Especially if you got little kids in the house because they'll do that at the most inopportune time. 100%. Lucius, what stood out to you last night? I think I like the Crown Royal commercial with Dave Grohl dropping all the facts about Canada Canada. and the things that came from Canada. Yeah, it was was good. good. Because it had me doing my Googles. I was like, oh, man. Wait a minute. You know, I love facts and stuff like that. Yeah, I learned, but he's not from Canada. He's from, like, Illinois. Is that right? Yeah. I thought he was Canadian. If I'm like, is he? Canadian? And he, I know that whiskey is. He was just a paid yeah. spokesperson yeah. for Canada. He's from whiskey. Illinois, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave Grohl's having a, a, a moment here. I've seen a lot of them lately. Maybe it was to get ready for this, uh, this Super Bowl thing. How about that dog one where it looked like they were getting ready to get rid of the dog? Oh, the Am- they went and got, Amazon? They went and got the kennel, and, and they're like, yep, got the kennel because the dog keeps chewing everything up. And then you see the kennel in the back of the car, and you're like, damn, they're going to take it to the pound on a commercial? Yeah. They were bringing the dog a buddy, right? That's so at great. the end, like another mm. dog comes out and starts playing with the dog, and then at night, they're sleeping together instead of one of them running around bored in the house rampaging. That was heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, and then the P. Diddy one was really good. Uber won, and he brings in all these famous singers, and they like sing the Uber One jingle in like the in the tune of one of their own personal big hit songs. And so for about sixty to ninety seconds, that was I thought really really fun too. <laughs> Four six nine. I hosted a watch party, and I was offended when everyone thought I had to be. <laughs> okay, I guess it's not a good one. I I haven't tried it out. It, it looked like about like the rest of them. Nine four zero. The Romo Caddyshack commercial was funny. Yes, with Serena in the in the Chevy Chase part. And and Romo uh, in the comedian part, what's that guy's name? But that was a that was a pretty funny. Chiefal, I thought the Jesus one was great. You know, uh, I I thought that was well done. I, I think it can be a challenge to do religion in big mainstream commercial TV, but. Uh, they pulled that one off pretty I, good. I think I might have missed that. One. I'm gonna have yeah. to. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. Uh, okay, what role did a bad field play in the Super Bowl? Maybe a big one. Isaiah Pacheco even slipped on his celebration after scoring his touchdown. Yeah. I mean, and that that was just a dance. I, I all the guys were saying, "You got to plant full foot. You can't get on your tiptoes to play on this surface." Yeah, it was tough because again, I was talking with Bucky Buchanan, who's the Cowboys equipment man, and he. He was trying to say what, and he went and looked at it because sometimes when dew point and dropping temperatures meet, that's when you get a lot of moisture in these fields. It happens yeah. like at Lambeau Field, and he Bucky was talking about the West Coast games that yeah. you have to deal with. You know the the college stadiums, the the Rose Bowl, and those places that have those those venues. But on this one, he he said no. It, that really wasn't the thing about it. The, the rye grass. That they're they doing said, all these combinations of trying to yeah, get like a that, half real grass. Yeah, half. He, he said, but the rye grass is supposed to be sturdier. Huh. Is that right? Sturdier? Sturdier. The, yeah, like you, heavy play. You could have heavy play on it. And uh, they, they grew this field for two years. 
They spent $800,000 on this skating rink. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous, man. The, the, and the, Oklahoma yeah. State's to blame. Oklahoma State's been flexing yeah. for a week leading up to the game. Yeah, yeah this Bucky, is ours. Yeah. We, we flew in a, a grass doctor yeah. of sorts from China. He's been here. We've been doing this thing. It's going to be the greatest stuff ever. And then Hassan Reddick goes out there and goes zero sacks, and he's getting blocked by Noah Gray. <laughs> Noah, no, Noah Gray had a great he's game. He's fourth string I, tight I will end say on the this, Chiefs. So, they got the uh, the Winter Classics this weekend. You know, Carolina is playing, hosting the you know outdoor stadium. They asked for that field. If they could bring it over <laughs> to you know, out to uh, over the uh, Raleigh and put it up, you know, have, yeah. have a field ready to go. Was Ice. it unseasonably cold in Arizona? It, it felt was, chilly last week. Is that was, what did it? Well, the, the temperature, the reason with the roof being open, the game time temperature was like it's in the seventies. And then it dropped into the 50s, is yeah, what they were about saying. About what it felt like. Yeah. So that that you know they had that problem at Lambeau Field, you know, you know with the whole with the field with again, Bucky was talking about dew points and temperature. If yeah. they hit the same, you're going to have issues. But he said this this wasn't the case. This just was the the fact that the, the rye grass is 90 percent water. Okay. So my next talking point, I got a. I don't know. Do I want to pre-apologize for this one? I don't know. I know people can be sensitive about this, but I felt like the pregame show was really weird. Now, I only watched like the last 45 minutes of it. I will never watch a pregame show. Even regular season or Super Bowl, I'll never watch one. Even though I'm on one. You'll just host one, Even though I'm on one, I will not watch one. So the headline, which is really cool, a crew of all-female U.S. Navy aviators made history Sunday night before the first snap. Seven women piloted the game's first ever all-female flyover to commemorate 50 years of women pilots in the U.S. Navy, and I'm happy for those ladies. I, I think... You know, if you're smart enough and skilled enough to get in a in a plane and go flying around at 30,000 feet and dogfighting and being like the best pilots in the world, you're just freaking amazing. And the fact that they wouldn't let women fly for years probably had a lot of, you know, really talented women flyers that could have helped us, you know, in the past. But it was weird watching the pregame. I don't know if anybody else felt like this, but it was just as much, maybe more military content in the last 45 minutes of the pregame show. And it's gone from being like a cool piece of their coverage, like here comes the military guys to bring out the flag, to almost as much as the game itself. And I'm serious. I could, there was very little talk about the actual game because it was one salute to service after another. And maybe that's great for you if, if you're in the military and that's your main thing. You're like, wow, this is perfect. The military and the NFL have married each other. And whenever I'm watching a football game, I get all of this military content as well. And the military stuff doesn't offend me. I just wanted football content at the time. And it was um, it was the uh, – I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name now. Pat, uh, the Arizona Cardinal guy. Arizona Pat State, Tillman. Pat Tillman, you know, who tragically uh, lost his life in a friendly fire incident like 15 years ago. Uh, but it was a distraction away from the coverage. And I bet in the NFL League offices today – they got to be looking at that and saying, wow, we really did a nice job saluting our military, but was there any football content in that pregame show, or how much was there? I think what they have to think about, though, too, is the military and advertisement, and I know this from auto racing, Yeah, they pay a lot of money. They do. They pay a lot of money, and this is one of those things that maybe you're in a situation now, you're going to take advantage of, like, say, with Pat Tillman being an Arizona Cardinal player in that venue – he needs so, to be recognized. Recognized. Yeah. So what you're thinking about maybe the NFL is like maybe they're trying to re re up with the military. Yes, I could see that. And now we're going to say, yeah. okay, we're going to we're going to blow it out for you here, military. We're going to help you in recruiting and stuff like that. 
yeah. with all this patriotism. I could definitely, I could definitely see that because it is a lot of money. It is a yeah. lot of money because I, I know I worked, uh, I did work with a, uh, a race team that had the U.S. Army as sponsors. Mark Martin drove the car, and mm. it's a huge, huge amount of money that the military pays to be part of sporting yeah. advertisement. It's a big part of recruiting. It's, it's, it's yeah. a huge part of recruiting. Yeah. Huge part. You want to be tied to the things that young men are watching on TV, and they did an exceptional job well, at accomplishing you, we, that. We, we might be in a situation, too, where you know, we're talking about with, with world events. You yeah. know, you're going to, you know, the military and stuff. You have to you know, put get that to a little bit of a higher level with what's going on in the world. Okay, so hopefully you don't hate me for that, but, but to me, I was looking for some football content, couldn't find it. It is time uh, to go now here into Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Chiafalo has his broadcast brother's broadcast responsibilities. Where are we heading today, sir? Yes, in honor of Woolchuck moving out of mom and dad's, we have our Top 10 list featuring the Top 10 Worst Things About Moving, 877-881-1053. That's next right here on The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows go to mlb.tv to start your free trial today blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trademarks used with permission yes sir welcome back nation Hope you're having a good one. It's time now for the Wooly Bullies Top 10 at 420 segment. It's brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art, and it's brought to you by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels or go to truckwreck.com. So you don't settle for less. That is truckwreck.com for the Frankels. Here's Chia Follow with the Top 10. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. The Wooly Bully is uh, officially in the process of moving out of mom and dad's house at the uh, the young age of 31 years old. Congratulations to him. He will still just be a, a football throwaway, uh, staying in, in the Plano world, uh, but he got himself a very, very nice one-bedroom crappy apartment, and we're just fired up for him. So yeah. in honor of that, uh, the top 10 list today, the worst things about moving. 877-881-1053. Please text those in. We'll get to the list momentarily. What did Pat Mahomes say in the locker room after the Super Bowl victory yesterday? Quote, I'm about to hammer like 100 Coors Lights. Uh, and I do think he meant Every, you know, every single one of those. I, I don't think it. that was hyperbolic yeah. when he said that. I think he was like, damn it, get me all the cases, uh, put them in front of my locker, and I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Uh, and kudos to him because he looks respectable with his family out at Disney World right now because he's the MVP. Well, good for him. So he's holding his baby. He's got his wife. He's got his daughter. Maybe he just carried the buzz into it. Maybe that's why he looks so happy, like he just never <laughs> slept. Ooh, he's I just been pounding. What do you think? You, you don't think he's built for that? I think he probably caught a little boost snooze, maybe one REM cycle, about two and a half hours. Okay. But that's the beast Texas in him. You know, yeah. he's just handling it. No question. You know, he, he might be at like 0.15 right now, just smiling, taking family pictures, and just you wouldn't know otherwise, yeah. you know, unless you'd been with him over the last 15 hours. So uh, two of the touchdowns that the Eagle or that the Chiefs scored last night were a Sky Moore touchdown from about five, six yards out, and then a, a, and a Kadarius Tony touchdown from about five or six yards out. And they're basically the exact same play. And people have been talking quite a bit about these plays because you score twice and it's the same player like the Eagles. What are you doing? You can't get this thing figured out. And so somebody got to the bottom of kind of how those plays came about for the for the Chiefs and how they were able to execute it so well. And it goes back to Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, obviously going to get a ton of credit today, deservingly so. 
but Eric Bieniemy is at times the brains behind this or this Chiefs offensive juggernaut. And what they do on both of these plays is they take the the quick speedsters Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, and they start them out wide. They motion them in like a jet sweep where they're at top speed sprinting across the formation, and the Eagles are in man coverage, so they have a corner that is matched up with them. Uh, but what the Eagles are afraid of when this guy starts taking off across the the formation is the jet sweep to that guy. So where he's going from the left to the right, and the Eagles are like, oh, no, if he gets in motion, I don't want my guy who's in man coverage to have to sprint all the way across the field with him as well. So what they do is is they change roles. So the corner will end up running and, and basically moving the same direction as the guy in motion, but he just stops at the midpoint and becomes the safety and the safety comes down to meet the jet sweeper to basically help create leverage and stop what they think is going to be a jet sweep handoff. But what they don't realize is happening is the guy who's sweeping across the formation is coming to a complete stop and then just turning right back to where he came from. And then the guy who just became the safety is now confused, and the safety just mm. went to the other side, useless now. He's Brilliant. out of the play. And so Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, these guys are studs. It worked not once but twice. They scored touchdowns on it. How did it happen? Saturday night before the game, Eric Bieniemy had put up a play on the screen for everyone on the Chiefs offense to see. This is the night before the game. Yeah. It came from the Eagles game against the Jags earlier this season. It featured Jags receiver Jamal Agnew, who we all remember in that Cowboys-Jags game being the quick speedster that kept getting to the edge and busting off big runs on you. So Agnew fakes and, and does the whole bit. He goes like he's in motion, then he stops, reverses course, and he's wide open for the touchdown. So Doug Peterson... Brian's guy is the one who was like, hey, this is going to work versus the Eagles and their tendency to do man coverage once you get close to the line of scrimmage. So the quote here is, Biennemi put on the tape and said, hey, if they do this, this guy is going to be wide open. It's man coverage. They're just trying to protect themselves from the jet sweep and trying to bubble over the top and get an extra player on the other side of the field. But we faked the jet twice and they didn't figure it out. That's the quote from Chad Henney the Chiefs' backup quarterback, who actually right after the game grabbed a Bud Light and posted a picture on Instagram saying it's been a good run. He's going to go ahead and hang him up as a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he gets to feel good because he lended some help to Mahomes on a 98-yard touchdown drive when Mahomes went out versus the Jaguars a a couple of games ago. Well, what I learned about that play uh, is that they practiced a play in Kansas City, and both times that they ran it, the receivers fell down. The Mm. motion, they couldn't, they were worried about... They were worried about the field, the conditions mm. that we were talking about. And when Tony ran the motion in Kansas City, the field was wet and he fell down. Mm. And But they, they came out of the practices thinking, we're going to score in that play. Yeah. Even though that, that was the one thing that they were worried about. Because if Tony falls down, then it just ruins the play. Well, last night, I mean, they could get confused or the defense could fall down. Yeah. Yeah, all you have to do is make sure that that inside foot is planted hard, and right. and you're gone well, one what, way or the other. Well, they what happens is when you watch it, though, Darius Slay takes off running with Tony inside, and when Tony comes back outside, Slay's got trapped inside. He couldn't pivot fast enough hmm. to get back to the outside. So. Well, you know, the other takeaway beyond the executing it is is it, do you think the coaching staff is going to have this eye for detail? or this tireless work ethic. Because you can talk about stylistically what Moore or, or Schottenheimer or Mike is going to do, but it's what Andy Reid has going on as a culture of what we don't know 
is our solution, right? What what we don't know is very, very powerful. And we got to figure out what we don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's things about this matchup that as we start our preparation, we're clueless on. We can't depend on what we've been good at it every week. Who's going to stay up late watching all the film until, bang, we found the play against the Jags they can't handle? And it's, it's Saturday night, the night before the game. You, yeah. you think the hay's in the barn by that Friday or Thursday. Hey, we've had a week and a half to prepare Let's just uh, kind of do what we do. And Eric yeah. Bieniemy's there, team meeting night before the game. Hey, I found the play, and uh, it's going to work twice. We're going to get fourteen points. Well, like I said, the one time is that, that when they the, to the other side to Sky Moore, they felt like they had the formation wrong. You know, they, Andy was going to try and call timeout. He was like moving that direction, like and and who's my guy with the that used to be with the Bears? That the oh uh, Dick Fangio. No, no, the the head coach of the Bears, the guy that wore the oh Nagy. Nagy. Yeah. Nagy, Nagy screaming at from what I heard, Nagy screaming at Andy, like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. We're good. Hmm. And Andy backed up. Really? And then they ran the play, is wow. what happened there. They've got young guys on that Kansas City staff that and Andy used to do this when he was in Green Bay, him and John Gruden. They steal plays. They steal. Like Green Bay, the the, the the screen package that Green Bay had with Edgar Bennett and Dorsey Levins, and then it ended up with going to Philadelphia with Brian Westbrook and all those guys, you know, th- that whole thing, that was stolen from the Minnesota Vikings, you know, with Darren Nelson, who used to do it at Stanford with Bill Walsh yeah. way back. So awesome. the, the, the really good coaches can steal. And Andy encourages that because Mike Holmgren encouraged young coaches to, hey, Give me a play. See, and, and it was a competition. I remember it was a competition between Andy and, and John to get a play in. Yeah, and I've read stories that he took that to Kansas City. Yeah. And now that day off, yeah. is it Monday or yeah, Tuesday right. early in the week? They all sit down. All the coaches come with it. Yeah, yeah. They, Everybody brings a play. From high school or college. college whatever, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Is, see, yeah. that right there gives me, like, football chills, bro. That yeah. is sweet, and you'd love to the know really that your team was steal. doing that, too. The really good one steal. Even Doug Peterson with the the Philly special they ran yeah. in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots, the yeah. Philly Philly. That yeah. is a legendary play now. They stole that trick play from somebody who ran it against them the year, the season prior. And then they implement it, and then they, and then obviously the timing of these things is huge when you unveil it. But yeah, all that inside football stuff is absolutely incredible. Let's get to the Wooly Bully top ten list here. Uh, Walchuk moving out of mom and dad's into the apartment. It's his first time living by himself. He's lived away from mom and dad for a few years in college, but he was with his bros. Okay, now it's the true test of a man. Is Walchuk going to start doing some cooking? Is Walchuk going to start doing some cleaning? He has to wash and dry now. This is going to be exciting. Uh, so what is the Tolo's least favorite thing about moving? We got some really good texts, uh, but I did want to see my, I believe this is the first text that we got come in, and it is pretty funny. Uh, uh, and now, Oh, here it is, 682. New cops, new neighbors, take some time to get with the flow. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I see that 682. Now, uh, there are differences moving, I would say, from like a house to a house or an apartment to, you know, you're renting. Because one of the things that I always think about is the security deposits. Yes. Am I getting any of that back? How much are they going to hit me for on top of the deposit that I already paid? Right, because they want me to come out of pocket as the guy who is renting there to fix their blinds or you know get them a new stove or whatever it is. That's always to me the single worst part. Yeah. What am I going to get popped for from where I'm moving out of? 
Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, honestly, if you're moving into an apartment, the the upcoming deposits and application fees and all the bull, like when it's all said and done, I owe the old place, I owe the new place, and I'm going to pay an arm and a leg for the movers. Yeah. It's one of the single worst business decisions you can ever make. It Every is. time you have to move from apartment to apartment, it's a nightmare. Yeah, do everything you can to become a homeowner, uh, I think. So when you move, you get a big old check, you know? Yeah. You get that yeah. equity coming through. There you go. See, that's what you need right there. Uh, the changing of the mailing addresses, all like the logistics of the world thinking you live at one address and now you live at another and making sure everyone who needs to know knows so you don't have the bill or whatever it is floating around between two different addresses. You don't know who's got it, where they yeah. got it. Thank God for my wife because when we moved, like she made the call to like USPS and it's been rocking and rolling. I'm like, wow, yeah. this has never happened to me yeah. before. I usually have like a six-month window where I don't know <laughs> where the hell <laughs> I am or what you know where my stuff is from a bill standpoint. A lot of people texting in about the like the Wi-Fi, the internet, getting That's that whole saying. rigmarole. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing, the transferring of the uh, electricity, the water, and all that stuff. That's a, yeah. That's a two nightmare. out of the last three times I moved, I haven't had internet for like two or three weeks. I'm like, sorry, we're trying to get somebody out. I'm like, Such a nightmare. How is this possible? Yeah, we have we have somebody else in here, so you're gonna need to call the people that just moved out and have them cancel. Yeah, what do you think? I know these thing. people. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, so number ten here. This is domain.com. Don't kill the messenger if you don't like the list. Number ten, setting up the Wi-Fi. Yep. Yeah. Just discuss the cost in general. Yeah, the cost of moving. Uh, to me, that's that might be number one. Uh, the double deep clean, because uh, you had to clean your place, oh, yes. and then now you don't really trust the cleanliness of the new place, and so you end up doing the double clean. You clean the old one, you clean the new one. Broadus probably you loves have, that. You have no idea. No, that, that's yeah. not a problem for me at yeah, all. I no, know. I enjoy that. It's already deep cleaned before he moves out. Yeah. It stays deep clean. <laughs> that's true. He doesn't Psycho. have to deep clean it because yeah. it's, it's it's in a constant state of Might being Might be some cleaned. of the reasons why you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the worst is when you stay in a place beyond when you normally move and get the deep cleaning in, and you're still in that house, and you're like, I know this needs a deep cleaning, but all the stuff is here. Right. We're about to do that. I'm going to order up a dumpster. You get rid of so much crap when you move. See, that's the other thing that you yeah. find yeah, out you have Yeah, to, you have to move on from that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven, the problem of it, it just doesn't fit. Like the furniture, the beloved pieces of furniture. Oh, oh yeah. it's great at this place, but now I'm probably going to have to dump it. Am I going to have to get new ones? That's a nightmare. People are waiting for a long time right now to get dinner tables, couches, yeah. supply chain issues. Uh, number six, fighting the urge to buy everything new. You just want to throw everything away. We'll just get a new one. Hey, let's yeah. instead of packing this, instead of let's just get a new one. Don't do it. Coming out of pocket all over the place. Number five, the pantry debate. And I think you can throw the fridge in this one too. It's like that half-eaten bag of whatever. There's a little bit left in the jar of whatever. The only thing do we sh- take it? Do we dump it? Do we restock the fridge with all brand new, or do we do some carryovers? Yeah. The only thing you should carry over are any seasonings you have and alcohol. Everything else should be brand new. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, number four, why do I have so much stuff? Yeah. That, it hits yeah. you every time. Jeez, I got Worthless a lot of crap. crap. And yeah. yeah, 90% of it's crap I don't need or want. I don't want closets in my next house because that's just where people put the crap they don't want. Yeah. Just put it on like <laughs> on, on, on a market or throw it away, please. I'm with you there. Number three, uh, this doesn't get me a ton, but I'm sure for some people, wasting time packing emotions. You know, you're getting stuff, you're packing stuff. And, oh, I forgot I had the... Oh, it's the photo album of, and then oh, you're, yeah. oh, you're going yeah, through, you're reminiscing, yeah. you get nostalgic. Yeah. Next thing you know, you haven't packed the thing. You're not throwing that thing away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you get the hoarders. Like if you if you're if you're somebody in your family's the hoarding type, Ooh. that that's the thing on the list that can really bog down the. You got to send them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got it here. Yeah, you got it. The, the guy who's dictating things and running the show is the throwaway guy, hmm. who's like, I'm not married to anything. We're throwing this stuff out. That's I've how you can that get guy. efficient. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna admit something. I threw away draft notes from 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when I moved. Wow. Yeah. Why'd you do that? I carried, I carried draft notes with me in three-ring binders to the point where I can't even lift the binders. I can't even lift the, those banker's boxes and stuff, those containers. Yeah. That's a cool I, item. I couldn't, I couldn't even lift them anymore. That's a man committed to throwing stuff away. I don't think I could <laughs> yeah. throw something away like yeah, that. Yeah, that, one, I that threw, one would get I, me. I saved what draft notes I wanted. And threw the rest away. Number two, the hidden filth. Yeah, you clean your stuff out. You realize, oh my gosh, this was dustier than I could ever imagine. Mm. And oh, then under the fridge is a nightmare. Under the fridge. Yeah. yeah, don't look. Number one is that drawer they deem where it's like that drawer crammed with dead batteries, foreign currency, takeout menus. They never yeah. see the light of day because you order the same thing every time. You got miscellaneous screws. Miscellaneous. And miscellaneous. miscellaneous. Uh, did yeah. I say that wrong? Yeah. Miscellaneous? No, Miscell- I think you nailed I, it. I, I think I nailed it too. Thanks, Broadus. <laughs> yeah, miscellaneous? We got to run, Nation. Cowboys Twitter coming up next year. We'll get you the top tweets about America's team here on The Fan. Well, thank you very much, Lucius. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a good day we have some super bowl fun facts coming up at five o'clock uh including um you know some interesting stuff for the cowboys Uh, it's coming up here in about 10 minutes i gotta jump into some cowboys twitter a little chicken soup for your cowboys soul here fuel for dunking on eagles fans we start at the action network the eagles became the second team in super bowl history to blow a double digit halftime lead atlanta they now have a losing record in super bowls atlanta was the second one i believe or the first one right yeah Mm -hmm. first one yeah didn't the chiefs come back from like 20 to 10 so maybe that's more than a 10-point lead. I think it was 20-10 th- to 10 with like seven minutes to go. It's what the Chiefs do. Yeah. Wasn't it? It's, I, it might have not. They no, might, it might have been a smaller two. deficit yeah. at halftime, and then the third oh. quarter got away from them, and then oh, the fourth quarter they came back maybe. The problem, is the, the problem is that we've talked about this earlier. Philadelphia is really a good first-half team, and especially in the second quarter. They'll put, you, they'll, they'll put some points on you, but then things kind of kind of even out for them throughout a game, and they, they don't they – don't, they don't do as well, and, you know. And then I, I think that I think that's something that Kansas City going into the game kind of probably felt like, okay, we just hang in here and kind of keep keep distance, as Derek Harper likes to say on the Mavs broadcast, keep connected. Yeah, you know, keep connected, and then you know we'll find a way to win this thing in the second half. The great Steve Snapper Jones used to say, "Just get into single digits before the start of the fourth quarter." Yeah, you know that that's a huge uh, psychological. Well, see, boost. it's funny because you know we, we had Mike Lombardi on the other day from Vissen, and Mike's like, you know. He was talking about uh, about teams, you know, scoring differential in the first half. That's a big thing to him. He says, "Look at all the teams that ha- that are in the playoffs, and tell me what their first half scoring differential is." That's something that's really, really big to him. Hmm. But then, in the Eagles' case, their scoring differential is really good. But in the second half, it, it it's amazing that they 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 give it back. They did. They give it back to you. A lot of unnecessarily close games and what yeah. appear to be blowouts. Yeah. Okay, uh, we go to Marcus Mosher here, Cowboys blogger. Take a look at the leading rusher from the last 14 Super Bowls and their base salary. And the highest ones, Ray Rice in 2012 at 2 mil, Leonard Fournette at 2 mil with the Buccaneers. Uh, Percy Harvin 
who had a big rush on like a jet sweep or something for the Seahawks in 2013. He ended up with more yards than Marshawn Lynch that day. But those are your top paid rushers. The running game, as we saw yesterday, as important than ever, maybe more important than ever, especially for the Chiefs who are facing all those shell coverages. You have to be able to run against that look if you're going to have success. And that's a huge testament to, you know, Eric Bieniemy and, and, and the players that they have on, on those teams. But it's not that the running game is not important. It's that paying one individual rusher is, it, it, it appears, based on the Super Bowl history, the last 12 teams that, that have won it, that appears to be a pretty strong death blow uh, to your chances of building a winning team. It's 5% of your cap in a league where the edges are, 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 are infinitesimal. The, the difference between good and great is tiny. The difference between average and good is tiny. So if you had a 5% advantage, that's basically what Tom Brady gave the Patriots, a 5% advantage on the salary cap, and they use it to build the kind of teams that, that really put the Super Bowl in, a, in, a, in uh, the, the NFL in a sleeper hold. So I think that one's huge. As we continue to get reports that the Cowboys are going to franchise uh, tag Tony Pollard, I think that's just you know, going to be the latest and an unfortunate long string of mistakes that this made his team and how they how they manage the cap. Can't help themselves, can they? I don't think so. I don't think so. They just oh. want to pay. They want to pay the, the like the the Zeke contracts probably hurt him more than the Dak contract as yeah. of late. This Pollard for ten million or twelve million, whatever they end up doing, tag or, or a big deal, just doesn't seem like the smart thing to do. You, I'd rather them reinvest it into the offensive line. That's what the Chiefs did. They said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get a really good offensive line, three of the five are going to be stalwarts, and then we'll take a seventh-round running back, Isaiah Pacheco, and we'll run all over the Eagles. Like, that's what you can do there. The the line matters more than the back. So what Michael was saying the other day, though, about him, don't look at him as a running back, but look at him as a weapon, mm-hmm. is that does that hold any water with you guys? I, I'm, I'm asking. I'm not trying to yeah. you know, defend Mike Lombardi here, but does but do you consider him as a more of a weapon than a running back? I think to me that's sort of semantical way for Mike Lombardi to justify paying a running back. I think he's just using different words. Okay, um, but I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I'm I mean, open to the idea. No, no, I, I you know, to can me, you give me a real slot yeah, receiver plus running back? That's what I'm saying. Not a bad receiver plus running back. See, be a be I, a good receiver. Now I'm you're amazed. A weapon. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that the Cowboys. It took them four years to kind of figure out this guy as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I when Michael said that, I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying. But they've only used him as a weapon one year, basically. Yeah. You know, they, they, if you would have t- if he'd done this for four years, I would have said, okay, you're right. But I, I don't. And maybe, maybe now they figured it out about that play. I hope, I hope so. You know, and we can hope for the best if they do franchise tag him. Uh, is it possible that Tony Pollard plays so well that he's worth it? Yes. But I don't think we saw that very much absent Terrence Steele. You know, the That's running amazing. abilities took fell off huge. So again, it's a reminder: the back can't do it by himself. Chief just told you the offensive line so much more important. You take out Terrence Steele, now Tony Pollard's missed her three and a half yards per carry. That was a horrible way to end the season. Uh, uh, We got to run. There it is for Cowboys Twitter. Eric Chiafalo has some Super Bowl fun facts for you next here on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.